0: Lekut HaSiches, Volume 21, The Sicha of Purim Tetzave, titled From the 11th to the 15th. This is the first article on this Sicha. Before we enter into this teaching of the Rebbe, a few introductions are in order. Number one, the correct days on on which to read the Megillah is that the cities that have been surrounded by a wall since the days of Joshua, the su- in the days of Joshua, the son of Nun, read on the 15th of the month of Adar, and villages and large towns read on the 14th of Adar. Number two. The verse in Esther, the book of Esther, the Megillah, states, quote, to observe these days of Purim in their appointed times, plural, from which our sages interpret as, I quote to you from the Talmud, they, Esther and Mordechai, through the members of the great assembly, enacted many times for them, meaning to read the Megillah, end quote. Hence, the opening Mishnah, Of Tractic Megillah reads, quote, The Megillah is read on the 11th, on the 12th, on the 13th, on the 14th, or on the 15th of the month of Adar. How so? The Mishnah continues, Kirachim, cities that have been surrounded by a wall in the days of Joshua, son of Nun, they read on the 15th, Villages and large towns read on the 14th. However, the sages instituted that the villages may advance their reading to the day of assembly. Now, the day of assembly was Monday and Thursday of every week. When the villagers therefore came to the large towns for selling their produce, the market was open, and for any disputes that had to be settled in the rabbinical courts because the rabbinical courts were open on Monday and Thursday. Hence, because villages may advance their reading to the day of assembly immediately prior to Purim, which is the 14th of Adar. Therefore, if Purim was on Sunday, then the villages would read on the previous Thursday, which is the 11th of the month. If Purim was on Wednesday, then the villages would read on the previous Monday, which is the 12th of the month. And if Purim was on Tuesday or on Friday, then the villagers would read on the previous either Monday or Thursday, which is the 13th of Adar. The reason why the sages were lenient with the villagers. Is, quote, because the villages supply water and food to the brethren in the cities. That means this ordinance was established for the benefit of the villagers so that they should not have to make an extra trip to the cities, being that the villagers at large were simpletons and did not know how to read the Megillah on their own. So therefore, they shouldn't have to come back to hear the reading of the Megillah. We allow them, the sages allow them to read it on the day that they come anyway, which is the market day and the courthouse day prior to the actual day of Purim. Introduction number three, the verse states from the book of Esther, quote, the month was turned from sorrow to joy, from which our sages rule, In the Talmud, the Jerusalem Talmud, quote, the entire month is qualified for reading the Megillah. Introduction number four. The dates stated in introduction number two and introduction number three are applicable in our times as well. So number two, we quote from the Code of Jewish Law. If one is sailing at sea or goes out in a caravan and he does not find the Megillah to take with him, he reads on the 13th or the 12th or the 11th without a blessing. Concerning the time of number three, the entire entire month, so I quote you further in that same law, in the Code of Jewish Law, and if he cannot wait until those days, meaning the 13th, the 12th or the 11th, there are those who say that he can read it even from the beginning of the month. And here there is a note from de Ramah, Rab Moshe Islis, quote, and this is our custom. Introduction number five. Unlike the other 23 volumes of Tanakh, Torah, Prophets, and Scriptures, which were each written by a direct commandment of God, either to Moses or to the prophet, the book of Esther and the mitzvot of Purim, as a matter of fact, came about by, I quote you from the Talmud, Esther sent to the sages, write me for future generations and canonize my book as part of the Bible, over which the men of the great assembly debated until they, at the conclusion, agreed to do so. Introduction number six. The Shabbat before Purim is called Shabbat Zachar, Shabbat of Remembrance, for on this Shabbat we read the Torah portion of You Shall Remember What Amalek Did to You. Introduction number seven, lastly, the year on which A, the Rebbe delivered this talk, 1979, B, the Rebbe edited this talk for publishing, 1982, and also see the year that this article is being written and recorded, 2023, Shabbat Zachor was on the 11th of the Avadar, and hence the Rebbe connects the concepts therein. Okay, finish the introductions. We find that there are three different distinct categories of the dates in which the Megillah is read. Number one, its original appointed dates are the 14th for villages and large towns and the 15th for cities that have been surrounded by a wall in the days of Joshua, the son of Nun. Now, the sages, let's go back a moment. In number two, in interpreting the verses statement of to observe in their appointed times plural so the sages permitted the reading on also the 11th the 12th and the 13th because of the plural word in the verse times number 3 in extrapolation in extrapolating from the verse the month which was turned from sorrow to joy the sages ruled that in a time of emergency one may read it the entire month Now, by the language of the Mishnah being, quote, the Megillah is read and not one reads the Megillah, we can determine that there is a difference between the 11th, 12th, and 13th and the entire month. The entire month are but days of paying up one's obligation of reading on the 14th of the month, while the 13th Or the twelfth or the eleventh are actual appointed times, albeit in certain situations, the day of assembly, and for certain individuals, the villagers. Now, in other words, the entire month speaks of the person's obligation, while the thirteenth, twelfth, and eleventh is part of the object of the mitzvah of reading the Megillah itself. Hence the language of the Mishnah being the Megillah the object of mitzvah of reading the Megillah is read on the eleventh, the twelfth, and the thirteenth. To the point that reading the Megillah on the eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth is equal to reading it on the fourteenth and the fifth or the fifteenth, all equally being of the quote appointed times. So, why? Is it? Why is it so that by the mitzvah of reading the Megillah we find that there are days, the eleventh, the twelfth, and thirteenth, which in the direct explicit verses of the Megillah were not the actual days, only fourteenth and fifteenth were, but later became the sages instituted actual appointed times of the mitzvah itself? The answer lies within. Introduce- introduction number five that the entire writing and reading of the Megillah came about in this fashion. Originally, it was not a commandment from God to write this 24th book of the written Torah, only that Esther sent the sages, Write me for future generations, after which it then became an actual holy book of the written Torah. Let us go even deeper. Into the essence of the Megillah being of To take that which was not originally ordained by God and holy And then became holy The Megillah is the only of the 24 books of the written law That does not have the name of God written in it Now, on the revealed level, this is because the Megillah was being written also by the Persians as a book of their history. Therefore, wherever the sages would have put the name of God, they would have exchanged it with the name of their deity. Hence, the name of God was left out of the Megillah. This implies a level of holiness that is lacking the, quote-unquote, holiness of the ineffable tetragrammaton name of God. However, on the esoteric level, this represents the ultimate holiness of, I quote to you from the opening verse of the Ten Commandments, Anochi, I, essence. am the Lord, the name, speaks your name again, God. So it says Anochi, I, essence. Am the Hashem, the name of God. Elokecha, your God, a name of God. Now, a name is but a descriptive and hence finite ray of revelation, while a nochi, I, essence, speaks of the entire beingness, per se, of God, beyond expressing itself in any revelation, a name of finitism. This is why the Talmud states, I quote, from where in the Torah can one find an allusion to Esther? And it answers from a verse in Deuteronomy, I quote, and a Noichi, again the I essence, Hastir Aster. Now this is a play on the word Esther, Hastir aster, and it means hide will hide my face. Face refers to a name. Mystically meaning that the Megillah, which originally came about through and Esther sent, and not through the command of God, ends up being on a higher level nochi than all the rest of the written books, which were only on the level of the name of God. And this is why the Mishnah doesn't start with telling us that the appropriate time of reading the Megillah is on the 14th or 15th, but rather immediately starts with the Megillah is read by the villagers on the 11th. For villagers reading on the 11th speaks to the very essence of the Megillah and I will explain this in the article called Go Villagers. Now, I just wanna point out, when we talk about the Megillah not having the name of God, but rather the Anochi, interesting enough, this is also connected with the Shabbos which the Zohar says that the Shabbos is what blesses all the upcoming six days, hence this Shabbat is the blessing of Purim, which is Shabbat Zachor, which is all about precede the remembrance in reading the Torah portion of obliterating Amalek before observance, which means Purim, in which there was the actual destruction of Amalek. On this Shabbat, we read the portion of Titzave which is the only portion since the birth of Moses that doesn't have the name Moses in it because of the sin of the golden calf, which is not holy, of which Moses defended Israel from the wrath of God with, I quote to you the verse, and if you will not forgive Israel, then erase me from your book, meaning the Torah. So therefore, this manifested itself in the Torah portion of Tetzaveh, that Moses' name is not mentioned. But however, what ends up is that the beginning, the very opening of the verse says, God tells Moses, and you, doesn't say his name, and you, that means Moses' Anochi essence shall command.